0: we become a race of peeping Toms. Something happened, something was happening. I had no idea. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can visit, if she wished, mine! It's with the
1: ancestors! (laughs) Yeah, I'm drinking, Luann. How can you hold cake and not eat it? Oh shit, you guys got coke here. Oh my god, of course!
0: I mean, I know to you I'm just your old fat Aunt Maddie Faye. I'm more than that, sweetheart. These are godless times, Mrs. Snell. You're all feckin' boring, with your piddlin' grievances over nothing. You're all feckin' boring!
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and I have glaucoma. And my name is Colin Drucker,
0: and a mother can never run out of milk! Oh, I saved it for you. I Thank saved you. it for you. I wasn't sure I had a backup, but I was like, you know, if I had my choice, you know.
1: Yes. Birthday gal's choice this week. I'll give I'll give you the better line
0: for uh, sure. Well, you know, I have glaucoma. Is, you know, no, no small yeah, I thought it was either. Yeah. That
1: whole scene is so ridiculous, so I can't wait to talk about Paul Rudd, too. Oh.
0: My God. Oh yes. my goodness. I He's ha- never looked better. Yeah, I had never. to watch this movie in the bathtub because of him. I was yes. just. So, <laughs> um, because of course, folks, it is indeed you are in the birthday corridor, the best supporting birthday corridor, because yes, at, we are, you know, it, it will have passed by the time you're hearing this episode, but that's fine. I'm, you know, uh, but my birthday is on January 31st, and so it is the night after the day after we record this, and then just a, a scant four days later is your birthday on the 4th. Yes. And so as we are want to do on this podcast in the birthday corridor, it's birthday girl's choice. And that means we get to cover any movie we want because it's birthday girl's choice. So. So, of course, you know, I I don't remember what last year I think was the house arrest episode. I think that was the birthday girl's choice. Oh, I love that because that really sparked a whole really chapter of the bsa podcast right yeah. right I, I agree i feel like it really planted a seed uh and so who knows what will come of our discussion today of 2017's fun mom dinner
1: <sighs> i gotta tell you when um i was going to watch it today and i was just like oh my god i can't believe i have to watch this movie because i did watch it one time when you uh assigned it to me but once i got in it's 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 the weirdness of this movie. It's like it's so bad, it's good, and it you kind of just like it's like a hot tub. It's like I don't know how long I want to stay in here, but then once you're in, you're like I'm gonna
0: live in here. It's it's great. Yeah, exactly. And it's like even if it's making me a little bit nauseous, hey, eh, yeah. you know, j- just bear with it, you know, because it's an hour and twenty minutes, so it's perfect, perfect yeah. runtime. Uh, yeah, fun mom dinner. I I have such a weird relationship with this movie because I I love it. I do like I do kind of love it. Or I love the ingredients of it. I love so much of the yes. cast. I love the concept. I love I love the idea of a fun mom dinner. Like say no more. Fun mom dinner. What? Who? I'm I'm in. You know what I mean? Like say yeah. no more. But I think what it is, it's like the ingredients are all there, but at some point in the cooking process, something goes wrong. Someone opens the the oven when they shouldn't have. (laughs) There's, there's maybe like too much flour. Yeah, maybe the music is very weird. And, yes, And in the end, you're like, why? This is missing. This is definitely missing something. This is definitely missing something integral. What is missing from this movie? I'm going to have another bite. You know, it, it, all of a sudden, I'm Teresa Rubacava. I'm just like, I knew it. I knew it. But I keep eating. It. <laughs> I knew it. Yes. I think really
1: it's like a lot of it is some really wonky writing at parts. Again, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's like you have Tony Collette. You Molly Shannon, Bridget Everett. You got Paul Rudd cameos. It's like, what's not to love here? And have you, I'm assuming you've seen Pineapple Express, right? Have you seen that? I have not seen that. Oh, it's great. But it's like where that kind of gets to like a Breaking Bad level of like crime and violence. It's like, I kind of wish that there was just a little bit more danger in this. Like, not that they're being chased by the cops. It's like it never quite gets to a place where, you know, I guess there's, The stakes aren't too high. I mean, they do lose Emily at one point too, but I don't really, I mean, is it Katie Uh Aselton? Is that how we say that? Yeah. I just feel that she's an interesting lead in this movie. She just seems like a very, she reminds me of like six different actresses But she is kind of the focal point of this. But I'm never really rooting for her. I feel bad for her because Adam Scott's kind of a douche at the beginning. But I wonder who could have taken her spot. And maybe that's the key ingredient, amongst a few other things. But nothing is
0: irreprehensible, you know? It's just like, this is a fine movie at the end of the day. It is. It's a fine movie. I mean, certainly in terms of the the central quartet, uh katie azelton is is probably who i'd vote off the island first just because you've got tony collette bridget everett and molly shannon so like yeah there's that and i i feel like kate katie azelton is she oh so she because that's the thing about this movie is it's basically like all of it's all just like sort of celebrities scattered around silver lake who are all friends with each other who were all sort of involved in this movie because katie aselton so she's married to mark duplass who's been in a ton of different things and Mm -hmm. i think the woman who wrote this movie is married to paul rudd and like one of like a bit player like The one of the moms is Jimmy Kimmel's wife, and like, got it. You know, and and if when you look through the cast, it's like different folks who've. Oh, she was in V. Oh, they were in so and so, and so there's also like, I feel like the reason I say all this is also because I don't. I think everybody was friends, and so there was nobody to be like, this movie needs something. Maybe more chocolate (laughs) chips. Maybe another egg. I don't know. But because, yeah, that's the thing is like you you kind of expect like, oh, shit, things are going to go crazy. It's going to be. Yeah. Like, you know, it's going to be like a bad moms kind of movie. It's like this is the kids bop version of a bad moms movie.
1: Oh, Colin. I'm doing chef's kiss over here. Yes. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Lowercase letters. Comic sans.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And yet. It kind of works. It kind of works, works. I, I also yeah. kind of love the idea of these moms having a mild PG yes. adventure where nothing really happens, but, like, the ingredients of it, I, I'm i intrigued by. The Paul Rudd of it, the Adam Levine of it, the the jumping into the water of it all. Like, I don't know, the dads at home kind of grew on me. Like, the I... It's why it's like, God, I hate this movie and I can't stop watching it. I've seen it at least five times. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at this
1: cast too because there's so much of this movie that just checks like off the boxes of the types of characters we would need. You know, Molly Shannon's kind of like the uptight, I wouldn't say uptight, but like type A sort of, oddly she's like an influencer mom, which is, fine. I would maybe take that part out. But like, I I think they added that just so they could like track someone's phone, you know, like I logged into her Instagram. I'm like, that was the lead up for that. I don't know if we needed that. And we have Bridget Everett, who plays Melanie, who is sort of like the Melissa McCarthy character. Mm -hmm. She's got big energy. She's funny. She's sort of a ball buster. Um, And then Tony Collette, I feel is kind of playing a little against type. I don't hate it. Like it's sort of like the mom, the pope, the pope, <laughs> the pot smoking mom. I'm like she plays the pope. Yeah, um, it's a real,
0: it's it's a strange
1: <laughs> dinner, you
0: know. But go yeah. with us here. Yeah,
1: yes. And I just wonder who else. It's like I don't want to get rid of Tony Collette, but could Tony Collette have been Emily instead? You know, and then we could have had another sort of pot-smoking mom
0: to take her place. I don't know. Well, I guess if we were to like think about bad moms, I feel like this character of Kate, like Christina Applegate, would knock this out of the park, you know? Oh,
1: yes. Um, Yes.
0: And like Emily, it's like, I feel like in bad moms, it's like, what's her name? Mila Kunis would be kind of like this character who's kind of like the every mom. I feel like another version Mm -hmm. of this, though I don't like her, is Shailene Woodley in Big Little Lies. Yep, is what's yep, her yep, name? Yep, Chapman. Yep. Oh God, Jane, Jane. Oh, I just Jane Chapman. I can't stand Jane Chapman. And like nothing makes my like teeth hurt more than the name Ziggy Chapman. I just, I hate Ziggy. <laughs> I'm surprised Chapman. Surprised you remember all this, but I guess it's it's
1: stuck with you it's over the years. Duck yeah. in my
0: teeth, like old taffy. I hate it. Um, yeah, but it's you know, yeah. I, I I I think I could see. I, I this could be like one of those plays where they just keep rotating characters like that Love Lost and lot I, What I Wore and you could just keep rotating in TV actresses you know and like yeah I, I would love this I cuz I in terms of Toni Collette I've seen her do this before where she's kind of like playing cool I love Tony yeah. Collette, but sometimes Tony Collette playing cool is like, all right, mom, enough. Like, yeah. Th- there's just like, t- like, there was a show, there's a show on Netflix. It was that one, I always make this reference, and it's such a dark one. It's the one, it's the one called Unbelievable with like Merit Fever. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And Tony Collette. I started to watch it and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And Tony Collette plays like a cool detective who like drives one of those cars that has the little like, one of those cars that surfers drive because they can put their board in the back. It, it's like a pickup truck, but it's a car. I don't know what it's called. But she drives one of those, <laughs> and she's just so cool. And I'm just like, Ugh, I don't know. I'm just not buying this. Yeah, it's almost it makes me think of Mayor
1: of Easttown, Kate Winslet, like she barely got by with that vape.
0: Oh, like I was like, I'm
1: so glad it's here, but it's almost cooler than Kate. Yes. But like it it works. It works. She barely got away with it. But with Tony, I don't know. And I don't know if it's the pot smoking. I don't know if it's the like. I'm the mom who's just had enough because it, it that's a it's a good character. I just don't know if I would have chosen her first, but I still want her at this table. Like, yeah, I can't complain Somehow. that she's here. You know, yeah,
0: of course not. She's great. I mean, they're all great, but it's and and it's also they are given what they are given script wise because this script of course is listen, Julia, uh, Julia Rudd. You know, uh, God bless you. But <laughs> like the script just is like a minivan it just carries everybody along through you know it's nothing fancy no big twists and turns this is you know it's just a it's just a a wind star of a script yeah i feel like the pot smoking it it, it's too early
1: it's it like Mm -hmm. they like all of that was resolved like kate and melanie go out smoke a little pot and then everyone's cool kate is selling like you know what i love you guys
0: <laughs> yeah like it, it, i don't know I, I felt like they had resolved something a little earlier and they're like all right well now what are we gonna do now how are we gonna yeah. drive?" the movie kind of didn't know always how to keep driving the plot and when you really think about it they don't get very far like when you really think yeah. about the crazy night they had it's like i mean you went to dinner you went to walgreens you went to a bar
1: Yeah, Yeah, you bought a onesie. You bought a onesie, but that can be a crazy fun mom dinner, you know,
0: for some. That's why I love this movie. Is because I still I want that. I want a movie that's not, you know, not a fucking Red Bull commercial. You know what I mean? Like you know, you ever see those clips of people who they make those little, those little planes or whatever then they like launch them down a little ramp and they see how far it can fly before it crashes yeah yes it's just, uh, and it's absolutely a, a big red it's a big red <laughs> yes. bull event i don't need this to be that i i love that this is this is engineered for moms to go to the the, the regal together yep to use their amc points and to go see fun mom yes. dinner together and go to Cheesecake Factory before or after. That is like oh, all I want to do for the rest of my life. So <laughs> I don't need this movie to isolate those people who just want to see moms have a good time. Oh yeah.
1: They're ordering martinis. That is like, they're like 95% Bailey's with like chocolate syrup on the yep. side of it. Yep. Some sprinkles. And they're going crazy. I mean, and leaf. they wore their one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to see the movie and it, it, I, it, again, it's like those, those uh, the boxes that are checked, it's like there's a pot smoking scene because of course there's a karaoke uh, scene uh-huh. because of course. And uh, I mean, even when they're on that boat, like her diving off that platform is so funny. And I hope that she did that stunt. Maybe it was like some stunt woman instead of Bridget Everett. But the fact that it never like there's like, oops, wrong boat. And I'm like, what was this all about? Right. And then they go on that other boat with the kids and then they stick around like they take their phones. It's just so they could have sat on the dock and had that same conversation as opposed to hanging out with the kids.
0: Yeah. It felt like, oh, now there's kids. Oh, when did the kids steal her phone? Why didn't we meet the kid earlier? Like this is such a weird, loose connection to justify Throwing two of the characters in the in the bay in the marina district. Um, Yes. So, folks, if if, I I I'd be shocked to discover that you listening have not also watched Fun Mom Fun Mom Dinner Fun Mom. I'm 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 so upset I can't even speak. I gave it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so mad I can't even speak. Uh, But I would assume that uh, you are all very familiar with this movie. But if not, Fun Mom Dinner does not try to mislead you it is about four moms at a school who go out for a fun mom dinner and there's emily is the new mom played by katie aselton and then she knows kate from like high school and then melanie is kind of like she's the the crossing guard she's doing the volunteer stuff she's got like a She's got one of those boards that she checks off that her kids all have all their things for school that I thought was totally unnecessary. I was like all that just to be like, do you have your show and tell bunny? Like just ask the kid. Um, Yeah. And then there's Molly Shannon who is like the divorcee who's now, you know, uh, kind of having her Renaissance on Instagram and um, you know, and Kate doesn't like Melanie. And uh, so, you know, Spoiler alert! As you said, they resolve that in about twenty minutes. Um, yeah, like twenty seconds. Yeah, but it's like so. So for an example of like the setting up of this movie and like the montage of each of their lives and like you know, there's there's so much poop in this movie. There's so much poop. Oh my god! This is tremendous. Never
1: would have a kid after watching this movie. No, it that it, minivan scene alone. Yeah, right at the beginning.
0: The baby, and I know this happens. And I know those moms who were drunk on their one, you know, uh, Irish, uh, you know, Bridgetini from Cheesecake yes. Factory know that this happens. But I, there's stuff like that where I'm like, is this for me? Is that why am I watching this? Mm-hmm. But then later in the movie, when Jamie, Molly Shannon's character, is talking to Emily and inviting her, and she says, oh, yeah, we're going to go to this topist restaurant. And then Emily goes, top topless she goes yeah topless you know uh naked women small plates and she goes no topless. and i just thought oh that was such a funny little like one of my favorite lines yeah like it's so funny and it's like did molly shannon improvise that why did this happen but it's, it's like those little beats that i'm like now i love this movie again yes yeah, it's, um,
1: I do think that there are, like, some real mom moments. It's like they they laid on a little thick with all the, like, the poopy diaper. I mean, I, whoever made that baby poo, the props department, if that's who makes it, like, kudos to you, because it looks legit. Props to you, mama. Yeah. Props to you, mama. Literally, mom. Yeah. <laughs> props to you, mom. <laughs> like, let's make that a thing. Yeah. Um but there and like with everything that I, I've i said, I just like to to make it known that I don't I also feel the same. I, I It feels like we're ripping the movie apart. But like, I think that's half the fun of it because it's I, I'm very protective over this movie, too, because it is just like if I showed this movie to Keon or my mom or all three of them or two of them, I feel like they'd love it. It's like mm-hmm. get some wine going. Um, it's I I have been on fun mom dinners like I think I went on one unintentionally like over the holidays with my friend Nikki and Julie. And it was so much fun. We ran into like, uh, I think I talked about it, but I went to my hometown. We went to this like really nice Italian place. We got pretty, you know, buzzed and we saw like some, our old like high school musical, not like music director, which Mm -hmm. was really random. And then she convinced us to go to karaoke. And then we were like smoking cigarettes in the parking lot and just laughing our heads off. My friend Nikki almost fell in this ditch, you know, very tame compare to like what we saw here but like it did feel like the good old days it's like i think that's kind of a theme for this movie and of course like most moms that just want a moment of peace for themselves or to feel uh you know like emily says i think she's like i just want to be emily i don't want to be mom uh there's so many layers to just being a mom that i think this movie that's why that's where i guess the movie does succeed
0: Right. And I think it's, it's, I mean, we, we have talked about moms we, so many times on this podcast. We love moms. We're all about talking about moms. And mm-hmm. I feel like, and this movie, you know, it, it very kind of broadly is like, here, now I'm going to show moms talking about being moms, talking shop, you know, like it's very much meant to be that like, ugh, it's tough being a mom, right? Ugh, you know, and your husband, you know, it's, it's like, it's all meant to be like, as relatable as possible and i and i'm like okay you know because i love moms so you want to talk mm-hmm. about sure is it a, Is it wildly the original no but is it true certainly like i think before they all go on their fun mom dinner we see the double date with emily and tom played by uh adam scott and uh, Kate and, what's his name? Andrew. Andrew, played by Rob Hubel, who you love. Um, I do love him. I have, like, a little crush on him. Yeah, I like, yeah, you do. I feel like he's, Um, I always think of him as, uh, like, if you can't get Will Arnett, oh, just get Rob Hubel. Yeah, same energy. Same energy. And, and uh, sort of recognizable voice and cadence, yeah. Right, right. Um, but we see them kind of doing a couple's, you know, like a couple's double date at home where they've got one of those meal kits and they're, you know, in couples making their little meals and, and there was a part of it was like, oh, this is all so quaint. Like if you really like your husband and you really like your friends, then this all seems like a great night, you know. Um, yes, but you know, and then obviously what we see is the the ways in which Tom and Emily are, you know, uh, not really feeling the, you know, feeling the feelings, and you know, uh, this is actually let's stop here the situation <laughs> that they are in with yeah. the vegetables can you can you talk me through who you are in this situation oh i i i
1: am totally tom i'm totally adam scott really? and of course keon of course yes i'm oh, such yeah. a bitch in the kitchen yeah. i am mm-hmm. the worst i can't I, I have control issues in a lot of parts of my life. Um, but the kitchen is tough for me because I don't consider myself to be, you know, I'm no Ina Garten, but I watched a shit ton of Ina Garten and other Food Network shows. And you do learn a couple things or two. I think Keon cooks more, but I think that like I'm aii I know a little bit more about some techniques than Keon does. And I remember one time we went, someone got us like a Valentine's Day cooking class. It was like this Italian thing. And there was like 10 of us on one team and Keon and I had to make a curl of creme, which was very good, but I was kind of scolding him like the whole time, just little bickerings back and forth. I'm like, don't put too many raspberries in. I'm like, you're making a mess. So when, especially Adam Scott's line about like when she pours the, the yellow sauce on the, the sheet pan and, or the tray or whatever. And, um, Adam Scott's like, do we have any more yellow sauce? That would be me. That would be me yelling at Keon. And I, I, Before I go into it, I'm like, I'm not going to be a bitch. And I just can't. It just comes out of me. So I'm the mean (laughs) one. (laughs) For sure. I can't help it. Keon's probably laughing listening to
0: this. He's like, yes. Yes, you are. Cause I would be, I would, I would be Kate, uh, Emily in the situation. It's like, yeah, just mix the vegetables around in the sauce. Like it all comes out and wash, you know. Yeah. Um, but I do. Uh, I know. But, we would not be good. We yeah. would not be good together, Colin.
1: I know. We, we can't do. Uh, what is it? Uh, the Amazing Race. Oh, Keon and I will also kill each other on the Amazing Race. It'd be terrible. We'd I, probably be stars. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely, certainly, reality TV stars. Oh God, I would be. I would be off on the amazing race. No, I would cry the first episode. Yeah. I would you do not want me as a partner on the amazing race.
1: I mean the the TSA pre check alone. I need a camera oh, right on you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, but I have pre-check. I don't want to stand in everyone else's line. I yes. I, I need to get to the Hudson News and buy my yes. twenty dollar checks mix.
1: With your you we wearing your neck pillow. Oh
0: my gosh. Right, right. Yeah. Um <sighs> And so, yeah, so that I feel like that kind of situation, it's like, you know, I I feel like there's a lot of people in the audience, a lot of those Cheesecake Factory moms who are like, oh, yeah, I know this situation. And they are either the Tom or the or the Emily in that situation. Yeah, it's tough. I feel like they're always I just can't go with the flow.
1: I guess the reason is, like, I don't want the food to be bad. I want to do a good job. I think that that's where it probably stems from. If someone gives me a task, I want to be instantly great at it. And um, I feel like cooking is like a strong suit for me. Like I've messed up some stuff in the past, of course, but like, you know, I want to I show off a bit. So if Keon's just, it's hard for me to, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Let him, let him put the sauce on the tray. Who cares? It's yeah. all going to the same place. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's, you know, because it's, it's like, you know, because I get that of like, well, I want it to be good and I want it to, but I, but it's like, I guess what I think of cooking, like cookies and a good, is a good example of like cooking to me versus baking. People always say like baking is very precise. It's chemistry. Yeah. Whereas cooking, there's some chemistry to it, but there's so much more room for, for wiggle. And I think that yes. I really enjoy like baking. I think I wouldn't really enjoy because it's like, I want to wiggle a little, you know?
1: Of course, yeah. it it definitely is a little bit more forgiving, but i'm still I'm still gonna be Tom, which is ironically my dad's name too. So well,
0: gosh, <laughs> this movie is per movie got layers. yeah, honestly. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, and and I you know, b- before we get to the dinner, I also we need to talk about the fact that like, uh, Kate, which is my mother's name. So, uh, you know, uh, oh. God knows what I'm turning into. God knows what yes. this movie is trying to tell us about ourselves. Um, <laughs> but she has the worst children in the history of children. I think the only child oh, that's God. worse is who was that kid we hated recently. Um, Oh, Ooh, uh, Nancy, um... Nancy Wheeler on uh, oh
1: yeah from from hello
0: god it's me margaret are you there
1: oh yes are you there, <laughs> are
0: you there? i like that alternate site hello <laughs> yeah. hello
1: i've called you several <laughs> yeah. times are you, Left there? you some voicemails but yeah nancy wheeler fucking sucks. yeah I, um and it sucks it's like she's like that girl in pen 15 that we hate too the one like not the popular
0: one but the other Becca. Girl. yeah Becca, yes. yeah she's yeah but yeah. add to that kate's kids I hate these kids. They're They're monsters. The ones with the with the lisps and the uh, and the lightsabers. And listen, I'm not mad at a lisp, (gasps) but oh my god, it was precious. Yeah, and.
1: (laughs) precious and like it's just it is funny that she is trying to just like have some zen time in the bathtub like by smoking a joint but it's also like your kids are in the house but also girl you do you because i would be doing the same thing um but like to come out and like just be like go into mom mode like what's going on give me this lightsaber i feel like i would do the same i honestly feel I know that like screen time is just like the worst thing you can do for your kids. And, and in quotes I'm saying, but like my kids would always be watching TV. I couldn't deal with it. Yeah. I could barely handle a dog. Yeah. Um. I just, and like, let alone like a kid who can talk back. Cause I was a little snot sometimes when I was a kid. So like karma would probably get me and give me like the worst kids ever. And I just, cause even Keon's nephews, like when we went up to visit over the holidays, they're six and four, which is like really great ages, to be honest. But they just, you know, kids want to do repetitive shit over and over again. And I'm like, you know, I'm 37 now, you know, or got to be 38 in a couple of days. Yeah. But I, I, I'm I, like, I what about what if we watched TV? I was thinking that and Beth Keon's sister-in-law was like, OK, you can watch one 20 minute episode or like Paw Patrol or whatever. I'm like, can't we watch like four and just sit on the couch and, <laughs> and right, chill out? Right.
0: Oh God. Um, yeah, a movie? Kids. yeah. Yes. Oh, Those uh, kids are the worst. I mean I, that is, it is an interesting thing of like what people deal with, with, you know, screens and whatnot. Cause of course when we were kids, it's like, yeah, I, I watched a lot of TV, but that was it. You know, I didn't, I never had an iPad. I didn't have an iPad until I was like in my late twenties. Um, oh yeah. you Like the idea, The idea of like, I don't know, it's like I definitely played, I mean, so much more. I mean, my brother played a lot of video games and I played them a little bit. But like we were still like super active and I had action figures and we had Legos and we went outside and we rode our bikes and all that. So Mm -hmm. like it's like in some ways it was a blessing that the option wasn't there because it's kind of like once the option is there – it's really hard to kind of draw like a boundary or like, where do you stop? Because it's just so easy to just be like, here, play this game, shut the hell up, you know?
1: Yeah. I think the double-edged sword, I think this is what you're saying too, is like, you have to take it away eventually. And that's where the drama starts. Right. It's like 15 minutes on the iPad. And then like, set the clock right um because i would you know i picture me playing like roller coaster tycoon for like seven hours straight and not bathing for three days and my right. mom was like get off the computer and i'm like i i can't i can't stop yeah but i guess i i don't i i don't know what it's set like like i'm to go back to this like it, it for kids that have a lot of screen time like <laughs> I'd say this like half seriously, half like in jest, but like we turned out okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know,
0: <laughs> like, right? yeah, go ahead. I, no, I was going to say, I feel like the upside of screen time, even eventually once I was on the internet, was like, well, I guess I look at it with the rose colored glasses. like, well, I was cataloging. I was cataloging. You know, yes. I was watching HBO at 11 years old. You know, I was, I was just like under, like, okay, let me just file that away. Okay, I got to figure out who Melanie Griffith is. Okay, you know, like, yes. I, I don't yes. think it was all for naught, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, I think of my friend, um, Nikki, the same Nixie, Nixie, the same Nikki I had fun mom dinner with her oldest is really into YouTube. And like, you know, every every kid wants to be a YouTuber, YouTuber, but he is really good at it. And like, what if they like limited that? What if like he could be like a filmmaker one day? Like, I just think of those kind of situations. I know that's not always the case. Kids just want to like dick around and you know, zone out for a bit, but like, so do adults too. So like, it's a win-win for me, but you know, we are both not parents here. We just have pets, but um, right. you know, what's the equivalent of an iPad for Lucy, I guess it's like putting her in the crate or giving her like a licky mat or something.
0: Yeah. Give we- her a bone. Right. I know. I feel like with Marco, it's like, I already know what kind of parent I would be because when Marco keeps meowing at me and I'm like, here, here's half a can, just shut up. Yes. Just take, yes. Yes. Take some, take some crunchies and shut up. And so, yeah, like, hand me my smokes. Right. Yeah, I just i i know that like I would be no different. It's for the better that I do not be a father because they don't need that. You know what I mean? Ugh. Yeah, I can't. I think I would I would
1: lose it. And yeah. Keon, as patient as he is, too, it's like he's. I mean, he didn't really want Lucy to begin with, but like if he doesn't like dogs, and you know, I don't know how he's gonna. I mean, a kid is different. Obviously, a human is going to be different. I'm not painting him out to be a monster, but. Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, show him this movie and then he will never want kids because I. I. Do, oh, yeah. I do feel like there's also like the lens of like watching the story about these, you know, these suburban moms, all, you know, mostly most of them married. All of them have kids kind of like in that kind of this chapter of their life where they're not, you know, I'm not Emily, I'm mom now and all of that. I mean, it is. And I feel like all of or at least most of these characters are maybe around our age or a little bit older. But, like, you know, essentially we are contemporaries of these ladies at this time, um, more or less. And so, like, for me, as, you know, a spring chicken on the, you know, on the precipice of 39 with no kids, not in the suburbs, single and I can do whatever I want on a, on, well, not on a Tuesday, because I got to record my podcast, but on a Wednesday, if I've already edited that, I mean, it's just like, wow, we are, the grass is, I don't know if the grass is always greener, but we are two different sides of the fence because it's like, I could look at all that and be like, wow, look at that. You've got a family, you got a husband, you got a, a life, you got a house, you know? Yes. I don't want any of that, but like, I don't have any of that, you know? Um yeah. Would they look at my life and be like, oh, my God, you got a little you got a little part. You got an apartment in Astoria. I got that cat. You know, you ordered Korean food tonight because you wanted it. I want that life, you know? Yeah, I guess it is. The grass
1: is always greener. But I, I see TikToks of like, um you know, dinks. You know, Dinks. Yeah, double income, no kids. Double income, no kids, and Dink Wads with a dog.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, Which is so cute. But like, it's like, we did this today. And, or even, you know, to kind of go back to the movie, too. Emily saying, you know, when she's. It's like that scene with Adam Levine, there's like the first scene is terrible and so clunky, like clunky and stupid. But like when she starts talking about like being Emily again and like just, you know, like a glass of wine and a cigarette every night, just was like perfect and I'm like yeah that sounds nice I mean I never smoked like that but like even with my fun mom dinner in December like I think we I had two cigarettes that night mm-hmm. and that's the only cigarettes I smoke out of the year but it does feel like something you know like it, it feels dangerous it feels unlike you and it feels like it's like when moms go to Vegas or something or or guys too I guess but it's a different type of vibe for women too especially for moms because They have to do everything, even that scene with um, Emily and Tom right before they leave. And Tom's like, well, I was going to go take a shower. And she's like, yeah, good luck with that. It's like you got to be like a babysit. He says that he's babysitting the kids. And she's like, baby, it's not babysitting when you're their father. But it's so the role of the mom, too, to just like. And she seems like a working mom. She's a lawyer. It's not really talked about too often, but it's crazy that she's able to juggle both. Moms are superheroes.
0: Yeah, and I think that, you know, I certainly, I felt like the Cheesecake Factory moms watching this once the babysitting comment came up. I mean, when she was like, it's not babysitting. You're, you know, being a parent, they're... There better have been claps in that suburban regal because like yes. that's what it's there for. It's there to affirm these moms who are like, Yes, my husband, who's home right now with the kids, thinks he's babysitting. And thinks he's doing just like the the most. Oh, you know? The Lord's work. <laughs> just, you know, yes. Padre Pio over here, you know? Yes. Uh. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um,
1: there was something else I was gonna say about um well i guess like should we get into the plot a little bit should we get to to the dinner itself as it were
0: yeah so so they go they you know they all end up at the tapas restaurant and you know much to kate's chagrin because she thought it was just going to be her and emily but there's jamie and, and melanie and uh and they all you know and this is where uh we get kind of the you know the round table. I felt like this is like a, a, a more PG version of a scene out of like casino or Goodfellas, where it's just like the round table of talking shop about being moms. Yes. It's so good. And
1: I do love the, like the conflict here. I think that there's something there. It just escalates so quickly because Kate or Tony Collette's character, Kate is just like, so mad that she's there and she instantly butts head with Melanie and then they just, like, go off. And it's it's interesting. Like, I, I like the conflict. And then it, it just kind of uh, – and then, you know, Kate ends up leaving. And then that's when Melanie goes out with her and they smoke in the parking lot too. But what did you think of that whole
0: interaction, the well, two of them fighting? Here's another example of, like, Kate is written to be, like, just so broadly not interested in being there and not participating in the conversation and just – She's just like a petulant teenager rolling her eyes into, you know, her Pinot Grigio. And then she finally says something and, you know, and and Melanie observes that like, you know, oh, she speaks. And, and you know, Kate's kind of, you know, petulant about their conversation. It's all just very broadly written. And I feel like when Melanie was like, well, what was it? What what is it you'd like? What would you like us to talk about? What do you feel would be acceptable for us to talk about? And there's like a little edge in her voice. And I thought, Oh. Now we have an interesting conflict. And then, of course, you know, Kate leaves and, yeah, they go outside and they're in the parking lot. And so whereas the first half of the scene was kind of broad and like sitcom writing, then we get to the parking lot scene of them sharing the vape. And I felt like, A, I felt like Bridget Everett was like, fuck this script. I will be improvising the scene. Thank you very much. Yes yes and i think exactly. maybe that's when the movie works is when these women improvise because then i felt like oh i love watching these two moms laugh over a vape like i could watch this all fucking day in the parking lot of a suburban tapas restaurant i honestly like i'm in, I'm i'm home you know yeah i feel like i just missed i wanted some sort of line about
1: Because, like, Kate's whole thing is, like, I'm tired. I'm tired. Because I feel like this would be something that if I was a mom, like, play dates and, like, you have to volunteer for shit. And, like, how, you know, like, Rachel McAdams and Are You There, God. It's, like, she doesn't want to be that mom either. But it's a very subtle version of that where Kate, again... I, I really do feel like Christina Applegate is like inspired casting for this. And maybe it's just because of dead to me because she pulls that off so well, but mm-hmm. like, it feels like she could have done it better. But going back to Bridget Everett, I I just wish there was one line and maybe there wasn't. I missed it of, of Melanie just saying like, look, I'm fucking tired too. Like just to kind of relate to her, but like they kind of just go back and forth and spar a little bit. I think they just needed to like call each other assholes a couple times. And then Like Kate is like, here, you need this, like this pot or whatever. And, you know, there's that. So it's it seems early in the movie to do it. But I'm glad that
0: this scene exists. Yeah. So they they make amends. And then, you know, and and then it's always fun to watch actors play stoned, you know, because it's even if they have experience with it, it's always like, hmm, I mean, I guess. I guess you guys don't smoke that often. So maybe it would hit you like this, but like, okay. But, and it's, you know, then of course they order multiple desserts and then they, then, then they smoke a joint in the bathroom. So I don't know who, I guess Kate brought weed as well. And um, yeah, and that's when that oh that little girl comes in and that's where the movie loses me again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: the girl who's going to tell the manager. It, it's like it feels like this takes place in California anyway where weed is legal, but like maybe it's not allowed obviously like inside a restaurant. And yeah, it just feels like they needed to get in trouble
0: and then, you know, they set off the sprinklers and then they they run away. And I mean like I just don't believe that a little bit of smoke in the bathroom is going to set off the sprinklers in the entire restaurant. Like, that's not – that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that wouldn't – Yeah. But that's indeed what happens. And so they – yeah, they run out of the – and that's where it's like – this part of the movie where they run out of the restaurant. And then there's the gag of like, oh, wait, hold on. Let me text my husband. You know, and they do that whole, that little thing. You know, I hope, I hope those Cheesecake Factory moms laughed because they're like, well, you got to tell your husband. Um, And then they start running and it's very much this like, it's like one of those movies that's about like the last night before graduation from high school. You know, like it's this, it's this American graffiti. Like this is our last night of wildness running through the suburbs. And there's a part of me that's like, you know that meme where the where it's like a it's like a um a movie from probably it's like from somewhere in africa it's an africa like nigeria or whatever um wherever their mm-hmm. their uh, film i think it's nigeria um but it's like the woman is like running away from the guy screaming and he's like and he goes why are you running why are you why running why are you running why are you running <laughs> i don't know it? what it is but it's so good it's so funny why are you running and i that's yes. how i felt was like why are you running
1: what they have to pay i they just they say something like we'll just let this settle settle down for a bit i'm like the sprinklers
0: are going to be turned off in probably about two minutes right but like everybody left everybody has everybody yeah. left like everybody has to go outside and wait for the fire department to come and everybody's going to get their meals comped because they all got rained on. So, like, yeah. even that little girl, they never even put the order in for her steak. Like, That's true. They just ran away. Oh, uh, so, like, there was also that, too, of, like, you guys, the whole – everyone's meals are comped because of you. Um, but anyway, thank God <laughs> they get to Walgreens. And my biggest regret and where I think this movie could have put some more runtime to is watching four moms – walk through and comment on and shop in a Walgreens. <gasps> Especially stoned. It's a gold mine. Yep. I love a Walgreens. Love I love it.
1: a like what are they in New York? Uh Dwayne Reed. Uh, Dwayne Reed's, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's overpriced, but you kind of there's always something that you want or need in it. Like where where are you heading? Like if you just had time to waste, what
0: section are you going to in Dwayne Reed? Oh, okay, so what I like to do is I like to go in, I like to enter the store first, um, uh, and then I like to, let's see, it's always nice to kind of, like, look at the food while you walk by, you know, like the, the snack yes. mixes, and, like, it's like, okay, oh, I see you, okay, I see you over yeah, there. Yeah, you're still moving as you look, though, yeah, yeah. still, yeah. Yep, I'm, I'm Bonnie Hunt in the American President, or whatever Dave, and we're moving. We're moving. Yes, we're moving. You know where I really like to go if I really want to stretch out some time. I like to go to the diet pill section because oh, that is a cavalcade of like what you know. It's like what what is this <laughs> keto? <laughs> yes, raspberry extract, but that is in, usually in the vitamin aisle, whatever. And so like I feel like there's enough variety there that like the vitamin mm-hmm. section would keep me interested. And I, you know, obviously the magazine section, but I don't really like. Are, do people still print magazines? Is that still a thing? Yeah, I mean, my I feel like my go-to if I
1: really wanted a magazine would be Barnes and Noble, like because yeah. they have a they have a pretty extensive collection there. But yeah,
0: I haven't bought a magazine in ages. No, yeah. so that so I guess I would think I'd go to the magazine section. And then you look at the books, and you're like, oh, my God, how many books has Nora Roberts written? You know, they're, they're always Nora yes, Roberts. Colleen written. Hoover. Yeah. Oh, just, you know, Janet Ivanovich. You know, it's just yes. Uh, every bookstore has at least one of each of theirs. And um, and then I, got, then I guess I – you know what, what I always do? We know what's, what's trained in me about these stores is hmm. from being a kid, I will, I will not walk down the makeup aisle oh yeah it feels too bright and also like i don't belong there. i'm not supposed to be there and i don't want anyone to see me in the makeup aisle and it's just i've had this shame since i was a child god forbid yes. i walk past the tampons you know <gasps> yeah i didn't need to be here i wasn't supposed to be here i'm sorry i didn't know i didn't know <laughs> sarah jessica <laughs> yeah. parker i didn't know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I I like to go. I like to look at the the skincare, like the lotions Ooh, and stuff. Yeah, like uh, and the men's section. Like, what do we got new? Yep, we have new here in the men's section because some sometimes there's some good stuff. Some Cerave. Mm-hmm. Um, I always call it Cerave. I thought it was called Cerave for the longest time. It's it, V V should be like V E E in my mind. I don't know. Oh, uh, it's not.
0: It's yeah. not Carave. I've never known. I've never. I've always. I've always I know. Pronouncing right? it. Yeah.
1: Yes, um, I like looking at the paper products. Always love the notebooks and pens uh-huh. and stuff. Um... And, you know, like the candy, like the discount candy, if it's just after a holiday or, you know, sometimes they'll have like some fancy chocolate bars, like the the fancier,
0: like more expensive ones. Oh, good the, stuff. that's a nice section. And depending on, I mean, usually yeah. it's maybe like a Hallmark store, but I, one of my favorite things was to go in the card section and then like look at my yeah. cards. And there were like, there was a certain line of cards that I remember at the Hallmark store and I can't remember what they were called now. So this is really not an interesting story but they were like Hmm. genuinely funny like genuinely funny cards and i i loved it it was and then there were the cards where it would be like some like old photo some old like family birthday party from the 50s and on the inside would be like yeah you know marge showed up with her deviled eggs and everybody just left you know it's one of those um (laughs) and i just i love that era and um so if the Walgreens had a good card section, I might, you know, take a look. But I don't want to just look at some boring shoebox, you know, shoebox cards. Yeah, cards. Are, Keon is anti-cards.
1: He thinks it's a waste of money because it is. I mean, they're expensive, especially if you're just like, especially in like a Rite Aid or a Dwayne Reed or something. It's like go to the Dollar Tree and get a card because who cares at the end of the day? Like, yeah, unless you ha- unless you have like um like, a gift card to put in it or something like that. Like, I've, I've sort of followed suit over the years. I still am
0: pro card, but, yeah,
1: it's, it's it, interesting. It,
0: it can't just be, like, well, I need a card. It's got to be, like, funny, or it's got to be, like, there's got to be an intention to it in my
1: Yeah, depending on the person.
0: Yeah. yeah. But you're so right with this. It's, like, I wish
1: all of these women were running around the store. Like, I, I want, like, Melanie to be getting – like red bulls for everyone to keep their energy up and and Molly Shannon is freaking out looking at like I don't know something cuz I, I she's all tweaked out on on the pot
0: i i think it would be it would be so much fun yeah i and cuz the, what they come out with you're like well i would have liked to see that shopping spree you have a pie you have its you got a onesie i i'd like to you know I, you you apparently had a motherfucking gift card, so I'd like to see how you used it. A motherfucking gift card. And this is one of my favorite
1: moments that I think I I think I mentioned this the last time that we talked about it, but a very small moment. But when Bridget Everett comes out and she's like holding the Cheez Its or whatever, she has a crumb on her face and Tony Collette, Kate, wipes it off her cheek. Did you see that? It's no. a very small moment. Ugh. Oh, it's so good. And it just felt like something that They could have easily reshot, and I'm so glad they kept it in. It was just a little crumb on her cheek, and as she was talking, uh, Kate just wipes it off.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to watch this movie probably tomorrow on my birthday, so (laughs) that's what I'm going to keep an eye out for. Yes, Uh, it was great. Well, at this point in the night, you know, Kate's going to need more supplies if she's going to keep hanging with you crazy chicks. And so that brings us... To a little trip to the dispensary uh, run by David Wayne, uh, who I guess is one of the writers of Wet Hunt American Summer. So we've in some way talked about David Wayne oh, before, um, and maybe he was in it as well. And Paul Rudd, King Paul Rudd uh, at his—this th- is it. This is it. Yeah. This is the hottest Paul Rudd has ever, will ever, could ever be. This is it. He's tan-toned and so handsome. That shirt is fitting him like oh my god, it, it like it was it was just painted on his body. I think he's got a bit of a beard going on. He's got that cute little yarmulke. He is and he's so charming. Oh my mm-hmm. god. I, uh, top of my list. I was like there it is. Yeah. This is it. This is this is the, this is the ark of the covenant when it comes to men.
1: And I feel like for this movie, I wish there were three more scenes like this. I, I, you know, yes. I feel like we kind of get it a little bit at the bar, but it's like Adam Levine. It's like it's not Paul Rudd. I mean Adam Levine is hot but like it's not it's not as funny and I it, I I feel like this entire scene was improvised which makes it so much better and you could see the ladies laughing which makes it so much more funny.
0: Oh, I think I think all of their dialogue Wayne and I love that their characters' name are Wayne and Brady, Wayne Brady. Yeah. Um <laughs> but I I think all of the all of that was was improvised. Um and it was yeah. oh, it was so good. Oh my god, that scene. And again, that's where We go from, why are you running, to like, this. This is gold. I wouldn't change a thing about this. Yeah,
1: and that's where we get the line, I have glaucoma from Molly Uh Shan, which I hope she improvised, because that made me laugh hard. I forgot about that, the way she sort of like, just kind of jumps in and gets in on the action and they're like, oh. Right. And they were just so excited that she said yes. Yeah.
0: And then Emily's like, you don't have glaucoma. And I just thought, this is this is some great chemistry. And that's, I think, what this movie like the characters had sitcom chemistry because the script is kind of sitcom level. But like when they're allowed to improv or just be charming or just kind of like, you know, just kind of do their thing i think I, you kind of see where a better movie is underneath what it is where it's like what if the script was really good what if all the dialogue was great what if it all felt kind of improv this movie oh my god this would unstoppable. be unstoppable oh a yeah. seven course meal michelin stars coming out of their what <laughs> yeah yes and Molly Shannon gets that huge lollipop,
1: which is just so funny.
0: Oh yeah, so she gets a big, a big lollipop, and then uh, starts to get a little more paranoid. And so, they're like, well, let's go to this bar. Let's go to Luke's. And yes, you said indeed, Paul Rudd and Adam Levine. You know, both objectively, yes, good-looking men, but very different. And I think that Paul Rudd and Adam Levine represent. You the, the very tops and very bottoms of this week, as RuPaul would say. Um, yes, I. I could do a college dissertation on Adam Levine's performance <gasps> as Luke. Go on, yes, it is. Like, it is. It is just ick upon ick upon ick upon ick upon ick. Like, yeah. Ugh. Oh, it's just – I can't – because, like, I know some people, like, one or two people listening haven't seen this. So Adam Levine plays a bartender, and he actually owns the bar, Luke's. His name's on the napkin. and Yeah, I was just going to say. Uh, he is, yes, very handsome. He's got great facial hair. He's got monkey qualities, the flannel, the tattoos. But there's this tone. There's this, like – someone who's not super clever or quick putting on the tone of like a charmer but like it's as if you can see them checking the manual halfway through like i'm not buying it it's yeah it's so like he's the kind of guy i don't know it's like i just feel like I need to talk to... I know that so many women know guys like this, where it's just like, yeah, he's nice, but like, ugh, it's just like, I'm just not, like, it's not real. Like, I see how hard you're trying. Yeah, I feel like that first scene, not necessarily in the
1: bar, but even when they... He pulls out a cigarette and he's like, I know, disgusting habit, but you got a lighter. And then she doesn't. And he's like, oh, I don't have one either. And he puts he like tucks it behind his ear. I was like, good Lord. Are you going to whip out a guitar and sing like Wonderwall now? It just felt like that energy. Yes. Like uh, I was that scene is just written terribly. I just I, it's like kind of the writing and kind of him at the same time. I think he's there's part of me that thinks he's fine in this, but like, I know what you're saying by who it seems like the script and he both can't decide like who this guy really is. Like he's trying to be a nice guy, but he's also like a player Um, at the same time because we get, Oh my gosh, what is his name? I want to call him Brandon Scott Jones, but that's not what his name is. Oh, the guy who works John with Early. him. Oh yes. Uh, he is so good in this. So good. Um, but, yeah, he saves it.
0: Like I I kind of just wish he was the bartender. Right, right, right. Well, there you go. It's like and then you get John early where it's like, "Oh, this is great." But Adam Levine reminds me of, you know, that week on SNL when Timothy Chalamet was the guest and he played like the the ghost of Troy Sivan dancing or whatever. Yes. That's the it's it's Timothy Chalamet playing Troy Sivan. It's that kind of like there's like a there's like a I know exactly a, what you're talking about. Yes. A smarmy smugness that's unearned cuz you're kind of a twerp. But it's oh, I don't. Yeah. It Adam Levine is so oh god, I just feel like I'm on a date with Adam Levine and in his pictures he seemed so cute and the writing in his profile, cause of course I met him online, seemed seem like oh, okay, yeah, like the the it's all there on paper, but then I meet him and I realize like, "Oh, you have you are you can't perform this role. Like you you are not up to this performance. You are not who I thought you would be in my fantasy of who I put together from the picture and the profile. Yeah, he's trying to
1: play this. Like he has this successful bar in quotes, but like he, he couldn't make it work with like his marriage. Or, or like he couldn't have kids either because he just like this life just wasn't for like a family or something. But you're so spot on with the Timothy Chalamet stuff because that Timothy Chalamet uh, sketch is so funny and he's blowing through it. I'm like, what you have right now is gold and you are not taking your time to hit these beats and really sell this. And it just feels the same. It's like he felt, I felt like he was in a totally different movie. And I know that it's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to halt Emily a little bit because they kiss eventually. And then it's like this moment outside, but it, you know what? It should have been a gay bar. If we're yes. going to go with all of these cliches, it should have been a gay bar. We should have had John early in there. Like get some gays. You can still karaoke, Get some queens in there. I think that would have solved all of this, and you know, have some drag queen
0: take Emily out in the back alley and <laughs> slap her around. Yeah, you know, <laughs> absolutely, because then we don't have to have like the awkwardness of well, you, you kissed some other guy behind your husband's back. That was, oh, I don't think he's gonna love that story. Yes. Like, there's still that. Yes, but I mean, it, it's the seesawing of this movie. Of you get yeah, you get Adam Levine. Oh, I've gone on enough about Adam Levine, but uh, I mean, I'd still, I would let him do whatever he wanted for 45 minutes but don't talk for god's sake don't talk um yeah but then john early playing the bartender i I thought was like you know i thought there's a possibility that and maybe i was just thinking of other people And darcy carden she's kind of the queen of best featured ensemble at the westons i kind of think john early was a real best featured ensemble kind of performance i thought he did a lot with a little
1: Absolutely. I don't know what the line he screams is when Melanie is like, what's his address? He's like, I can't say that. Or what does he say? I can't remember. Oh,
0: well, but he's he gonna... like screams it. But at one point he goes, fuck you. And then he covers his mouth with his hands. And I was like, <laughs> yes. oh, my God, this is great. Um... And I feel, you know what,
1: I'm taking this to another level, too. Is I feel that Melanie could be a lesbian, single mom lesbian, and have her walk into that gay bar and just kind of run the show. She yes. kind of does anyway. So why not, you know,
0: why not just take that a little bit further? I couldn't agree more. Is like, let's bring fun mom dinner into 2024. Yes. Melanie's a lesbian. and Maybe she's got a wife at home. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's like... Em, you know, Emily's husband and Melanie's wife are locked outside in the backyard and they're trading ah. stories about being, you know, like, oh, they're they're crazy wives. And, you know, there's a bit of a like, oh, yes, it happens for you, too. You know, there's a, some one of those like straight man learning from a lesbian moments, you know, because we're here to Love teach it. them, you know, but I uh, I feel like there could be that. I feel like, um, yeah, you know, sure, you know, like a little diversity in general in this movie but i also feel like this is probably pretty accurate that the world of these fun moms and their dinner is a very white world um uh, there's not a yeah. lot of and i'm just pointing out like yeah if you wanted to freshen this up you could you know uh you could mix it up you know uh give us a lesbian yeah. Yeah, bring in Billy Porter for that prolapse joke or something, you know? Absolutely. (laughs) exactly. Yes. Um, (laughs) Oh, I I noticed you, you know, can't wait to see that rosebud. I mean, and that's where it's like, that joke was almost like, this movie is so tame and it's like, it's a really dirty joke in an otherwise real, yeah. it just the levels like this isn't bad moms. You know what I mean? Like bad yeah. yeah, moms that they, they, they've got a prolapse on the front cover of the movie, you know, um, that's <laughs> yes, how it that's opens. Oh, and moms. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, um, meanwhile, while, while, uh, Emily is being potentially wooed by, by Luke and his cigarettes, uh, Jamie meets, uh, designated driver and sweet nerd Barry who I also really enjoyed in this movie
1: yes I love their chemistry together I just like him a lot too it's like he's obviously significantly younger than Molly Shannon doesn't really matter I guess in real life but it's you know she's single he's obviously interested I love their little journey together
0: It's, and yeah, it's, it's really good chemistry when they talk about, you know, binge watching, love it or list it. And every time they always list it, you think they're going to love it. And then they list it. I, I just, I really enjoyed that. And I thought, you know, like, I don't know, It, it, it was kind of like, I saw it coming. And it's so typical in these movies that like, the, the sort of quirkiest one of the bunch is always it's always like this the quirky one's gonna meet a nice nerdy guy the fat one's gonna meet another fat person you know what i mean like <clears throat> whenever like a love interest shows up for a, a character there's always some match in who they are yeah i feel like in like our version of this
1: um what's his name again the guy the nerd guy Barry. i already lost it Barry could be like the only straight guy in the gay bar
0: who's there. Right. And he
1: meets Molly Shannon. Right. Yeah. Like he's um, there with his. Yeah, with
0: his roommate. True. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but I do. I do like that it happens. I love that he gets like pulled up on. He's like singing a duet with Melanie at one point. By the way, I'm so glad they took advantage, like
0: full advantage of uh, Bridget Everett and her talent in this movie. Oh yeah, because we get karaoke at the bar, which it's like. Yes, I can't believe this isn't a gay bar because even the way that Luke is like, you know, all right, it's time for karaoke. I was like, this doesn't happen at Luke's in the suburbs. This is what happens at gay bars. Like, you don't sound an alarm at a straight bar for karaoke. Yes, it's it's he like stands up on the bar and everything. Yeah. I I was like, are you going to do a little, you know, blazing saddles? Like, what is this? What are you going to do? A little dance for (laughs) me? And, yes, and so yeah, we get we get Bridget Everett singing. We get you know all of them doing ninety nine Luft Balloons, and you know that Tony yes. Collette's got a nice little voice too. She does, yeah.
1: A lot of singers, even Molly Shannon. I'm I'm surprised they didn't have her sing anything, but yeah. you know, not uh, enough
0: time. No, she was falling in love, you know, and so. Uh, yeah. But then, I mean, yeah, then the movie briefly <laughs> turns into this weird little thriller when Emily disappears with Luke, and they kind of even the way they show like him opening up the back of his van and then the camera like zooms into the darkness in the back of the van and i was like "It's so weird so silence of the lambs and so then we briefly think that luke has kidnapped emily and you know if this can imagine if this movie did take that turn and then like suddenly like it just turns into like a dark fucking movie. And <laughs> that would be great. It all ends in a warehouse and they're all like following her screams. And then, you know, like Jamie gets, you know, shot in the leg by a sniper. And then she realizes, Oh God, yes. there's more than one. And then of course, Melanie with her army training has to save the day. Um, Barry gets Jamie out of there and, you know, and then Kate, no, Kate then has to save Melanie because it's like, Oh, look, Now we're really friends. Now I'm gonna save you, and then they save. Then they save Emily, and they they probably kill Adam Levine. Let's be real; they're gonna kill him. Yeah, I'm without like. There's not a shadow without. Yeah, for sure. So they kill him. They throw his body in the water. They (laughs) wash all the blood off of him in the water, and we still get to see them swim, and then they all just keep a blood oath that they're never going to tell anybody about this. And... and then the Big Little Lies theme music starts. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. And, and then this is just the pilot of, 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 of a big little lies, you know, kind of show about like, you know, yes. moms in the suburbs hiding the, the murder of a bartender. <laughs> I love it. Uh, big, yep. Yeah. That's what should have happened. Well, you know, but of course, in, instead, they, they jump in the water because they, they're following her phone, which they think – which leads to, like, a tugboat, and then they get a net thrown on them, and then they're like, oh, she must – And the guy takes a picture of them. Yeah! And then they're like, oh, she must not be on this boat. Like, I would think, well, wait a minute. None of, none of what just happened tells me that Emily's not on this boat. Yeah. And
1: I mean, also, I remember in like a freshman swim class, we had to do this whole like not semester, but like there were like two weeks where we had to do like uh, I don't know what it would be like safety training. But you had to jump in the pool with like um, a T-shirt and jeans on in case you were ever like, you know, like in the ocean and had them because you could make a life vest out of your pants. Mm-hmm. But like this is all to say that Ever, Bridget ever jumping off that thing in that hoodie she would be there no she wouldn't be able to swim it's impossible the, the clothes become like 50 pounds of like rubber it's it's too much i would have she should have shed it but I, that's something that i just
0: thought of i don't know why that's a detail that matters but it does i thought the same thing watching it i was like that thing is yeah. just going to like you're you're fucked like what are you doing yeah um, yeah so then they you know, because she, you know, Melanie jumps and then uh, Kate's like, oh, I need to help my friend too. And then she jumps in and then eh, it's a false alarm. They swim back to shore. They hear some laughter on a boat and they think, oh, that must be where Emily is. That is the <laughs> only reason they go onto this yacht that anyone could have been on. And they discover a bunch of teenagers in the dark having a party, which is just them playing on their phones and shoehorn in. That one of these girls stole Emily's phone at some... Like, when? At Walgreens?
1: I have no idea. What this should have been is a a yacht full of gays that took Emily away. Uh And her phone was on her, but she just lost track of, like, you know, maybe she was just too drunk or something. And then they could have like hung
0: out with the gays a little bit and had their moments. Yeah, yeah, I don't need them to teach high schoolers what it's like to be awkward. They know. You know, it's like I yeah. think that we need to accept that younger generations get to play on their phones when they don't know what to do with themselves in awkward situations and we didn't get to do that in many awkward times of our lives and we have to stop being bitter about it
1: yeah i mean in ways i can't even remember what it's like we're so far removed from it it feels so weird to like sit in like a doctor's office and just like stare at the wall thank god for magazines i guess right
0: right yeah so like we have improved things where like if you're early for something you're just standing around you don't have to just like look around you don't you can just disassociate (laughs) on your phone yeah um yeah so then uh, there's something about them all swimming to shore in like the dawn's early light. And I think it's maybe because all their hair is slicked backward. I don't, I'm like, who are these women? I don't know who any of you are. Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. It is so, like, I don't mean it to be like, oh, all your makeup's washed off or whatever. It's like, no, literally, I don't know what Frances McDormand is doing in the water right now. And I, I don't <laughs> know why she's there. And I don't know what Judith Light is doing next to her. But walk me through this, And How did they, why did, like, Molly,
1: Shannon, or I guess, like, why did Jamie and Emily eventually get in the water? Like, did they just jump off the boat after they all had that sort of, like, kumbaya moment where they all, like, admitted that they their
0: marriages were falling apart? Yeah. Like, when? Well, so, like, you're right, because they were already docked. Nobody needed to get in the water. But I guess there was, like, oh, it felt like they cut a scene of them all being, like, jumping in and screaming you know in slow motion like it felt like we missed yeah. something and in some s- liberated moment where they all yeah yeah and i mean i don't think you've seen the movie jaws but like the end of the movie is like two of them just like swimming back to shore holding on to a broken piece of the boat and uh, that's what this felt like yeah and and it was like and at this point like it's six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning like you need to like you need to take the kids to school in like an hour and none of you look stressed about it. I need you to be stressed. Like, I know the whole point is you just, you know, had a little moment, but there's just something about them swimming to shore that just feels like it's like, I'm watching a documentary of like, and now we watch the migration of the ocean turtles of moms to the uh, drop off. line. Yes, exactly to uh, drop off their kids. It's just, there's something about it that was so strange. Um, And I was like, their husband's never called. No, (laughs) well, no, because they like, yeah, even though they told them we'll be out late. It's like, okay, we've been hanging out in the car because we've been locked out of the house. Like at that point, did they all just go to Tom's house because they were all locked out of Annie and Andrew's house or Kate or whatever name Kate and Andrew's house? Yeah, because Andrew had his phone the whole time
1: because he was, like, watching, you know, uh, Jamie's story on Instagram. He's like, oh, they look like they're having a blast. I'd be like, we're locked out of the house and the kids shit themselves. Yeah. (laughs) You don't, like, get home
0: now. Right, because also, like, every time we cut back to the dads in the backyard and eventually with the kids in the backyard, every scene, it's like an improv game where it's like, we don't care how you get there. You have to work poop. Or farts into the sea. Yes. I don't care how you do it. And, or at least write something where they get back
1: into the house eventually. Something happens where, like, oh, thank God, and they all get in. Because then that makes more sense that
0: they wouldn't need to call the moms. Right. Right, exactly. Where it's, like, like the dog opens the door or something. Something where it was, like, oh, look, this window's open. Or, like, here's the fake dog poop or whatever. Another poop joke, you know? Like, wouldn't that be fun if they got to work more poop in the movie? Uh yeah, I, it, you know, there is like, I thought there was like kind of a cute scene between Tom and their daughter about like, oh, I like when you're the mommy too sometimes. And I was like, oh, yes, yes. I kind of, I, cute. this kid is not annoying. I have to say, Kate's daughter is, or whatever, Emily's daughter is not annoying and is nowhere as terrible as Kate's sons. Correct. I, she was so cute. Yeah. Yep, agreed. Uh, And and I'm sure she was, like, I bet if I looked, she's somebody's child. Like, I'm going to, you know what? No, you know what? No, you know what? Let's find out. Her <laughs> name was Amelia, right? Was that her name? No.
1: Uh, it sounds about right, but I mean, I feel
0: like all girls, all little girls are named Amelia that look like that. I, I think her name, okay, let's see. Her name is Poppy Gagnon. All right, well, you know. All right. All uh, right. She looks terrified in her IMDb picture. Oh, my God. Looks, <laughs> it's like she's on the side of a milk carton. Um, well, she's only been in four more movies, including one called The War with Grandpa. So, Oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, so I'm praying All for right. you. Uh, but, yeah, she was great. Um, and then, you know what I thought was weird? After the dinner's over, then we kind of see them back in their lives again. And they're at school and whatnot, and I feel like it—it th- it goes back to the big little lies thing. They're all interacting, yes. if like they have a secret, but they're not interacting. Yeah, I mean, I
1: I totally agree. I feel like it's meant that to show that they're all hungover, but like oh. again, it would be so much better. You know, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Just like tired, hungover, but like we made it through. We did it. We all survived the night, but we're a little tired, you know. I, I but. It would
0: be even better if they killed someone. (laughs) I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I feel like I always interpret that scene to be like a week later. But you're right. It must be like the next day. But I've always read that as like, Mm -hmm. oh, hey, Kate. Like nothing's happening. You know, no big deal. Yeah. You know, keep moving. You know, don't stop. And then it is what it is. But when they all lay down on the ground in that little formation, (laughs) I was like, stop enough like my cheesecake factory bridgetini has worn off and i'm not buying this anymore yeah you were all grown women get off get off the pavement get off the pavement and like what what are we doing this is not the breakfast club grow up um yeah or is it a breakfast club or like a 16 candles 16 reference because is that
1: is that what the adam scott tom thing was about yes
0: yeah, so that is the end of 16 candles It's like okay it's, it's gotcha. jake ryan the hot guy you know standing there yes. just like that in that outfit fit it fit him a little bit better the other guy the real jake ryan but what are you gonna do sure yes you know? um and then plot twist You take the car – because, I mean, this is where it was like, oh, this one's for the moms. He didn't want me to miss our fun mom dinner, so I'm just going to meet up with him later, and I've got the keys to the car. And I was just like, okay. But then then I I guess I just wanted a shot of, like, Adam Scott just, like, standing there alone doing, like, an Adam Scott face. Like, what the fuck? You know, I guess I'll call an Uber, you know? Yeah, he like puts his fist up in the air or something at yeah. the end. Like freeze frame. Right, right. Because <laughs> this movie should end on a on a on a frustrated father. Um and that's Fun Mom Dinner. Like, it's not it's not it's fun. It's a fun dinner, but it is not a cinematic experience. It is not it is not the hangover. It is the like do you wanna like split a white claw in the backyard. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot more tame. Yeah. Yeah, the dinner itself is probably, like, five minutes of
1: the movie. It's, like, it should be called, like, Mom's Night Out or something like that, I feel.
0: Yeah, well, and, I mean, this, of course, brings up my thoughts of, like, where is the sequel? Like, more fun, more moms, more dinner. Yeah. Because I had an idea, you know, Julie... Uh, Julie Rudd, if you are listening and not just, like, thanking God for giving you that husband, jerk, Um, (laughs) you know, Fun Mom Dinner 2, another Fun Mom Dinner, I feel Mm -hmm. like it's the same cast, but then there's a new mom in town, and she's a real wild card, and they're like well you know let's invite her out and instead of just going to that tapas place they're gonna go somewhere with like a seven course meal like like a really nice place like they're gonna go into the city like they're gonna do something it's a it's a bigger it's a bigger event you know what i mean um and then i feel like they just have like a slightly more exciting night than they did in the first movie Yes, I love it. And in this one, Barry and Jamie are married. You know, she's she's married of Barry. Of course. And I feel like now Kate and Melanie are like best friends because they were such adversaries in the first movie. And Tom and Emily are doing better than ever, but we find out midway through the movie she's pregnant. Ah, <gasps> whoa
1: and he, maybe she's maybe a little jealous of kate and melanie getting closer because she's pregnant
0: and feeling on the outside and she can't drink with the rest of yep, them yep because yeah and okay. so there's like we start to see some fractures there and of course jamie ever since she met, met met barry like she really it's like she's the friend it's like yeah well ever since you met barry it's like you never have you've missed three dinners you know um <gasps> and they have a joint instagram account uh, jamie and barry uh-huh uh-huh exactly and yes. you know a couple of rose buddies and <laughs> yeah. i just feel like it's all it's all there and, you know meanwhile kate is dealing with you know like i don't know maybe her her at this point her oldest son is going it, off to college going off to college and he's got a girlfriend that he keeps you know trying to stop because that's always the story in these movies is these these yes. sons who are just trying to you know fuck these little girlfriends um, or i guess just make mm-hmm. out with them really they're not trying to fuck sure them. um yeah and yeah and that's and and it just it's it all it all ends all ends well but yeah i think that's my idea for um another fun mom vacation or something oh my yes god get off my ass get off
1: yeah my lawn <laughs> and then they meet like paula pell who's like the hotel manager yes. or something like that that's she'll be the paul rudd yes of the second but movie. she's
0: got like a recurring role of like how you doing in the morning ladies you know how you doing yes yes um,
1: she falls in the pool yes
0: she falls in the, oh my god <laughs> fun mom vacation yes i i i can't yes yes
1: yeah. yes all right
0: yes We'll write it. Oh my God! We'll start tonight. We we start tonight. Oh my <laughs> God! Fun mom vacation. Cause please. Then there could be fun mom cruise. There could be <gasps> yeah fun mom vacation international edition. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely fun mom intervention. Um, yeah, I I think this could be um, well. And then eventually, when when Emily has her second baby, then it's like. I don't know, like fun mom, fun mommy and me class. I, we'll we'll think about that one. Yeah, um, I, I see where you're going. Yep, I'm trying to really create a a, a franchise that we can retire for the rest of our
1: lives. That uh, yeah. That's like fun mom, like different seasons uh-huh. maybe a ski resort yeah
0: yes you know well and someone's flying down a hill on skis yeah and, bridget everett and then yes. and then it becomes so fucking popular that a reality show spinoff happens like little ultimate girls trips but it's like these crazy moms that they send on a fun mom vacation and we just watch yes. these like crazy moms on vacation worrying about their kids and Talking about poop and all that stuff that moms do. Oh, I love it. Yeah, And eventually there's Fun Mom Vacation Celebrity Edition. There's Fun Mom Dinner Celebrity Edition where it's just a a two-hour special. It's kind of like one of those Hollywood Reporter things with all the actors. Yes. Yes. And it has
1: Cheryl Lee Ralph in it. Of course. there has to be a Cheryl Lee Ralph. Oh, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I feel like the Fun Mom universe is so vast yes. and so wonderful. They tried this with bad moms. They did Bad Moms, Bad Mom's Christmas. I think that oh, was yeah. it. But so Fun Mom's Christmas?
1: Why not? Oh, that would be
0: great. Why not? Yeah. You know, we can do it. Fun moms spring break.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be great. Yep. They're going to chase their kids because Tony Collette's oldest. Wants to fuck his girlfriend, and yes. she can't let that happen. So,
0: like, girls, I'm gonna need your help. We're going to Aruba,
1: you know. He, we're going to New Orleans. we going or something. to New yep.
0: Orleans. He took my credit card, so now we're gonna follow the transactions, just like we did the phone in the first movie, and we're gonna find my kid.
1: <gasps> oh yes.
0: Oh God. Oh, I love, I love this so much. Fun mom, yes. fun mom action figures. In- <laughs> Oh my, Bobbies, Fudmon Bobbies. Oh my God. Bobbies. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, this is, uh, folks, consider this all copywritten. Don't steal this idea. Yeah. Because we'll know where you got it. Because I'll, I'll track it. You know? That's right. Um, I'll track <laughs> it to the Marina District, and I'll know which boat you're on.
1: Yeah. Because you could track people on Instagram. Can you? I don't know how that I, works. Yeah. She's like, I logged in as her. I helped her log in. I'm like, I can't. That's something I I don't don't know. know. You just go with it. Yeah,
0: I this I was like, whatever fun mom dinner, uh, you know, and and that's the thing. This movie is an hour and 20 minutes. So it also means that those because I'm always thinking about the Cheesecake Factory moms, they get a good dinner and a drink in go see the movie and you still get out in a decent amount of time to get home. You know, uh, maybe have a bit of a cackle in the parking lot and then you all drive your separate ways. You're like, okay, and then everyone has to weigh in on the group chat when they get home but like that's what i like about this movie is it fits into fun mom dinner is short enough and impactless enough to be a seamless part of a of a real fun mom dinner outing
1: yeah i mean look at this episode is an hour and 20 minutes long look at us
0: yeah look at us is it oh my goodness um my ca- I guess. My, we had a lot to talk about. Yeah, my counter told me it was only an hour and three minutes, but I guess it just didn't want to tell me how long I had been going on about Fun Night <gasps> Dinner. Um, <laughs> which probably means that we're being played off right now because uh, enough's enough, you know? Enough is enough. Uh, well, uh, where can folks find more of you?
1: They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast, or... Uh... Oh yeah. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Nikachanov.
0: How about you? Well, you can find me on my other podcast, Alright Mary, where we are covering season sixteen of Drag Race. Uh, or you can find me on Instagram at condrucker underscore. Or you can get more of both of us on on Instagram. On Instagram. That's right, everybody on Instagram. At BSA Pod. <laughs> or you can send us an email at the BSAPod at gmail.com. Well, keep your fun mom peepers peeled because uh, we have got we've got more than dinner waiting for you. We've got the best supporting after show, and I know that there's a few treatings I'm very excited to catch up this week on with you. I oh yes. uh, but uh, more importantly, we do the best supporting after show every single week, and if you want to join us on Patreon, you would get. That uh, an additional episode every single week you get early access to episodes just like this you pay $5 a month that's all it takes bada bing bada boom patreon.com slash bsa and we do it topless I mean tapas yeah tapas. yeah <laughs> small plates nice boobs um, tapas uh,
1: she does that little like Molly Shannon like crouch yes she's like tapas with a smiles. yeah yeah
0: and her arms are like straight down oh. yeah it's good it's, it's, that's why I love this movie, and, and I hate yeah. it. Uh, but anyway, I think we have clearly said enough. Uh, I think it is indeed time for us to get into two pre-owned least cells named Ruth and Cheryl and get the hell out of Stepford. I, I agree. I think we're being followed, so we got to go. Oh, we got a runner. <laughs> and that, as they say, is that.